0: And finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thrivers, and welcome to the Habit Thrive podcast, where we lean into our habits and routines to live fit, fearless, and fabulous. Now, before I jump into this week's episode, number 56 Chill and Thrill What's Cool in Our Kitchens and Gardens, I am celebrating the first year of the Habit Thrive podcast. Yes, this weekend is officially the one year anniversary and I could not be more excited. And I could not be more grateful to all of you for listening, for supporting me, for encouraging me to keep at it. Apparently, it's a pretty low percentage of podcasts that make it through their first year. So, cue the confetti and great big hugs to all of you when you listen to an episode when you reach out to me when you leave a review it motivates me to keep going keep sharing as it truly is a passion project of mine and moving into the next chapter of my life (laughs) this is what I want to keep doing and it's way more fun to do it with all of you on that note Let's dive in to this week's episode, Chill and Thrill. I was actually going to call this episode, Food is Medicine, but again, you know, for those of you that have listened to my episodes over the last year, I love alliteration. So I love the chill and thrill. Gets my mojo going a little bit more than Food is Medicine. Although, oh my gosh, I truly, truly believe that. And as we eat closer to nature, food that is local, that is seasonal and organic, if you can swing it, or from your garden or container, if you can swing that, it becomes more, let's say, medicinal. Now, when I talk about gardens and containers, this is from a habit perspective. I just want to throw this in kind of a habit and routine perspective, and that is that I have moved a little bit more to experimenting with pots and containers this year. Huge, huge difference. So there was actually something that I noticed even when I was recording or preparing to record this podcast. And that is from a container perspective for my herbs, mint, dill, and cilantro. I've got some kale in there. I've got some lettuce, some rosemary, oregano. My uh, cherry tomato plant is in a container this year as well. So not only is it better from a weeding perspective, no weeding, no bugs, They have wheels, and so I'm able to wheel them in. They're on a deck as well, so that is why I'm, you know, no bugs, (laughs) slugs, all of that kind of stuff, and so it has made it easier in a number of ways. So I am going to be transitioning more to containers. Now I do have... A garden that I have a combination uh, and it's small but I have a combination of flowers and I have a little bit more mint in there. I have some thyme in there and I have a whack of lettuce and some of the issues that arise from a habit and routine perspective when we're talking about our gardens and our containers is the harvesting, is the storing once we harvest, it's the planning of our meals and how we're going to use things and it just feels awful if things go to waste in our containers or in our gardens so that is the difference with a container as well is it contains me and honest to goodness I just had that aha moment as I was preparing for this podcast because I have kale in a container which is amazing it contains my kale and from a lettuce perspective I've got lettuce in my garden I've got way too much lettuce I don't know what to do with this lettuce Yes, I'm sharing some of it, and I'm doing the best I can in terms of of salads and garnishes, but I overdid it on the lettuce. In a container, I can't do that. It actually contains my enthusiasm, and so this is why from a habit and routine perspective, and we've talked about this through episodes, that in the moment really just kind of reevaluating and thinking about the whole process, and thinking, how can I make this easier? And if you can swing containers and even start with, if you are not a gardener or someone who has a garden or a container yet, I would just start with a pot. And if you wanna reach out to me, I'll share the pot that that I uh, have, although here's me saying that. I did say to my friends that I was not able to get this at Rona in Canada when I looked them up this year, but you look for, if you can, something that has wheels and drains well and that you like to look at. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> it's actually kind of helpful. Or just a container, or just a container to start. So that has made all the difference in the world from a habit and routine perspective. That was a little bit of an aside. I am gonna come back to looking at the actual contents of the container or the garden, but I'm gonna start with water. I'm gonna start with water right from the get-go because from a cooling perspective, that is the queen mother of everything that we are doing uh, in the summer months and not just the summer months, but all year is the cooling aspect of water. Now the interesting thing from an Ayurvedic standpoint, and this actually comes from my doctor of naturopathic medicine as well, that even in the summer months, you actually don't want to drink ice cold water and water with ice because it's fairly jarring for the body for our digestion. And the body likes to deal with room temperature water, or cool water as opposed to ice cold water Now, the reason for that, again, is from a digestive standpoint, it can cause an imbalance in the body and actually slow down the digestive process because the energy for digesting and actually just for our entire metabolism is going towards, if you drink that ice-cold water, trying to regulate that ice-cold water coming into the body. So drinking cooler water throughout the day and outside of mealtime And again, that's not just Ayurveda. That's naturopathic medicine. Drinking your water in between mealtimes is actually better than drinking your liquids, drinking your water with your meals. So that's something just to experiment with and play with a little bit as well, that you are looking at cool water and throughout the day outside of mealtime. Now let's habit stack this now with some of those cooling fruits and, and herbs. It makes our water more appealing, and might I say thrilling, as we add up some of, add some color, right, add some vibrancy, add some energy actually is what we're doing to our water as we are adding things like uh, limes or mint or cucumber again all cooling now I'm a little bit fussy with my watermelon and berries and that kind of thing where I want to I tend to want to eat those more than I do want to put them in my water but I'm good with lime I'm good with mint and I'm good with cucumber I'm going to give a shout out right from the get-go to limes. I'm putting water as number one on the list, and then I'm actually putting limes as number two. And limes are actually cooling. This is a really interesting piece of, again, uh, an Ayurvedic take on the difference between lemons and limes, in that they both are sour, but limes also have a bitter and a sweet quality, which is really interesting. And when you start to think about this, and as we move through food as medicine, and thinking about how it affects us mentally, physically, spiritually, all of that, we start to notice these different tastes and different effects in our body. So limes do have that bitter and sweet, which is actually cooling for the pitta fire, P-I-T-T-A, so Ayurvedic, the pitta fire that increases in all of us in terms of what's going on in the summer months. And it also, limes also cool vata. And I have more vata than pitta, and I can be a little bit unbalanced there. So, which I think is why I love limes. So limes in general are more cooling, Than lemon. So when you start to notice that and understand that and feel that, you will maybe ditch that lemonade (laughs) for lime water instead and start to notice the difference. And start to also look at the versatility of limes. I love lemons as well. I mean I do add them into recipes, but for myself beyond let's say fish, limes to me are more versatile in Uh, and that's for lemon, lemon with the fish, but limes are more versatile in the way I cook in in other recipes. So I am going to be sharing a couple of recipes in the show notes as well. One of them actually from a cookbook, which uh, tells you (laughs) how long I have had some of these recipes. Before I jump right into a little bit more around limes, I do want to give a shout out to cucumbers, to any other kind of fruits, and even veggies that you want to drop into your water, just to experiment. So So pineapples, grapes, all of those that you are thinking okay I'm going to have a few of these and then I'm going to drop a few into my water and see and notice if there is a difference. So I'm going to come back to limes. Fantastic in water, in cocktails or mocktails such as margaritas and mojitos, again we get that double cooling effect of having the mint which is cooling and having the limes. I even love to throw in muddled strawberries into a mojito for example when those strawberries are just at the edge of they're a little bit mushy but still really really tasty especially when we're getting them again local and you've picked them and you're like oh my gosh this is going into my mojito so you have a strawberry and lime mojito and in that moment again, when you are sitting with that, knowing that this is, I, I'm going to say medicinal. <laughs> now I know my grandmother used to talk about the medicinal uh, qualities. Now I'm not just talking about the alcohol, and it may not be alcohol because absolutely I do mocktails. So experimenting with that. Now in dips, guacamole where you are combining avocado and lime and cilantro which is another cooling herb for the summer months. Now garlic and tomatoes are actually from an Ayurvedic standpoint considered heating. I have cherry tomatoes, I still add those into my guacamole. I don't always add garlic because it actually depends on if I'm making it to take out. Some people don't like garlic, sometimes it's too much. So here again is just noticing when you don't have something and you leave it out. Sometimes you'll notice that it's not only a different taste, but it's a different effect in the body. So many different dips. Dill is cooling, and if that's coming out of your garden, which again, I just did a whole bunch of dill last week that can store, and it stores, I find dill in a damp towel in the fridge. It's amazing how long it lasts actually. So um, so again, cooling dips for the summer months, and then you're also looking at salads. So the best combination that I find from a cooling perspective for a salad is watermelon, with mint and feta, or watermelon with feta and cilantro, because not everybody likes cilantro. It is a love-hate relationship with cilantro, and some people actually also, and you can do this in some recipes where you can change out cilantro and parsley. I do find that quite different, but um, it works for some people, so I totally get that. So you have limes in water, cocktails, mocktails, you have them in dips, Uh, I'm gonna share a cilantro dip down at the bottom because I know you can find guacamole dip recipes all over, but this cilantro dip recipe, I don't think it's on Pinterest. Not the way I'm gonna be sharing it in the show notes. And again, number three is salad. And this is all talking about lime. We are, (laughs) again, we put mint and cilantro in there as well. Now, before I leave limes though, again, they are sacred in our home especially when they were 99 cents a lime. So if you have a couple of spare, or you bought a bag of those key limes, because again, it's more economical, then squeeze the juice into ice cube, trays. You can even actually add in some chopped mint right into the squeezed uh, lime into the ice cube trays, and you have something to pop into your uh, into your water, into your mocktails or your cocktails. Never does a lime... well I shouldn't say that, actually it's very sad when a lime is on the counter and it all of a sudden turns and I can't even put it into a ice cube tray. That does not happen very often. This brings us now, we went water to lime, this brings us to cilantro. Now I had to Google this and because I know it's been an issue for me for a while to figure out the difference between cilantro and coriander. and Some people think it's an American Canadian thing as well that they say, coriander in the States and cilantro in Canada. I'm still digging into this, but in general, I am finding that cilantro is actually the leaves or the leaves of the plant and coriander, very often the rest of the plant is chopped up or ground up into ground coriander. That is what I have figured out so far. And cilantro is wonderful for digestion and for our overall health as well. So wherever you can uh, mix cilantro into the mix, you are going to be getting not only those cooling benefits, but again, the benefits for the entire body. So have a look in the show notes for that cilantro dip recipe, which also has cumin and lime. So holy habit stack. So, it has cilantro, lime, cumin, which again is cooling and another wonderful digestion herb. It has some honey, and you can use it. You can have sour cream or a yogurt base. You can experiment with that. So, water, lime, cilantro. Now I'm to mint. So we've been talking about mint because it goes so beautifully with limes. It goes beautiful in the water. It goes beautiful in so many recipes. It's cooling. It's anti-inflammatory. It's an antioxidant. It may aid in digestion. Hugely versatile, fresh or dried. So I do dry some of my mint in a brown paper bag. And then I, um, I just grab some out of there, crumple it up, steep it. Definitely from a, from a boiling water perspective, not boiling the heck out of it because I learned that from my tea, doing some of my tea stuff, but then drinking it cool just letting it cool and then just sipping on it. So it is a wonderful, again, it feels very, very therapeutic and it's a wonderful way to use your mint. And mint stores very well in the fridge. I've tried it in mason jars. It does not stay in water in a mason jar on my counter. Cilantro will for a little while, but I tend to put cilantro, also mint, And dill, dill does really, really well, again, in the uh, wet paper towel stored in the fridge. It will do really well. I'm usually using it within the week, but definitely for that week. Now, I did mention my kale, and I tell you, kale, when you cut kale and uh, transport it, it gets really quite limp. And I think, oh my gosh, how am I I going to make my kale chips out of this? But in a mason jar, in water, on the kitchen counter again, it just tightens right up. And then I cut it up, a little bit of olive oil, whatever dried spices, I usually use some dried spices, um, just about a tablespoon on a big bunch of kale in the oven 325 degrees for about 10 to 12 minutes you have amazing amazing kale chips okay that was as an aside kale is not in the list from an ayurvedic perspective as cooling but again it's coming out of your garden it's going to work and mind you kale chips are cooked as well but still a treat love them all right So, the one that I have not mentioned that is part of usually the top five in Ayurveda is fennel, basically because I don't use fennel a lot. I toast and roast my fennel seeds for my rice and lentil dishes, but I don't tend to have those in the summer as much, but yeah, you can roast fennel, you can ground up those fennel seeds into a fennel tea, and fennel, again, very therapeutic very medicinal so I would absolutely if fennel is your jam (laughs) I would absolutely go after that as one of those cooling herbs as well so I am actually going to um, I'm going to end with a mango lassi recipe again I'm going to put this in the show notes it is by far my favorite smoothie for the summer months. Mango has the biggest effect on my body physically and mentally. In the moment, after I eat a mango, I can run a marathon. More than any other fruit that I consume, and I know it has something to do with the sugar, <laughs> but, I, but I think it's a texture as well. I love it. And so that recipe that is in the show notes, again, it's very uh, it's from Ayurveda. It has cow's milk and full-fat yogurt. It has a cup of fresh mango, cinnamon, which is wonderful for digestion, cardamom, which again is cooling and so good for us. All of these are, are digestive aids and antioxidants and anti-inflammatory so cardamom wonderful now it does have sugar but i will put honey in mine and i have also done some dairy alternatives where i've tried you know almond milk all i'm gonna say is you're still going to get the benefits of the cardamom and the cinnamon and the mango but What I noticed is whenever I am in, and this is normally when I'm down south, if I'm into a vegetarian or Indian restaurant and I order a mango lassi, there's no comparison between what I'm doing at home and what I am tasting in that moment. And I think it's because of the sugar. That's what, but I'm also thinking, maybe it's just the energy. Maybe it's just being away and being on a little bit of a vacation and eating in a restaurant. But it's really interesting when you notice these things. I still love my mango lassi. I just can't bring myself to adding uh, the sugar into it. I'm going to leave that with you. No judgment. (laughs) And even experiment with a, a little bit and notice. Alright, so now again from a habit perspective, noticing how this is all going to flow in through your days, through your, through your weeks, through your summer, and really just start easy. Start super, super easy. What speaks to you, right? Even at the farmer's market, even at the grocery store. Is it limes? Is it mint? right? Is it trying the mango lassi? start small, notice, enjoy, and just really celebrate. Celebrate what food is doing for us um, in gratitude. Yes, I get excited. Yes, it is thrilling for me to experiment and to explore, and I hope that I'm sharing this energy with you. So, Cheers, everyone. Enjoy your mocktail or cocktail of a mojito. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. And again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of this one-year anniversary. And I'll talk to you next week. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru Podcast your healthy new habit.